jump in Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. If you don't have your Bible, don't fret. It'll be on the screen. And it says this. After taking them to the other side, he, he being Jacob, sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone. That's an important part. All alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. Verse 25. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go unless you bless me. This morning, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, journey, the journey through disconnection. The journey through disconnecting. I like that one better. The journey through <laughs> disconnecting. We're going to pray and then we're going to get started again. If you're new to the house, we have a culture of talking back that we believe this is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. And so uh, feel free to engage with the message. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for what you're already doing. Lord, we, we are so honored to be in this place, to, to be able to, to stream online, God. And, and so right now, Holy Spirit, we just recognize you as our guest of honor this morning. We thank you for what you're doing. We ask that you would just speak to our heart and our mind. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. So we love you. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone, say it. Amen. 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 So uh, my wife and I, we have been married 15 years, everybody. <laughs> 15 years. And so we have recently gotten to the place of our marriage where we, we were like, we need to spice it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And so, so we, we, we started to do this in our marriage. Uh, share. <laughs> Some of you are like, whew, thank God. I didn't know where this was going. Uh, we now share meals. When we go out to dinner, we, we, uh, she'll order something. I'll order something. And what we do is we, we cut it in half and we share our meal. That way we both get to try different things. And, and, and so we started doing this, and, um, and it's fun. It's, I, I love it. But here's the, the problem. There's always something that is left that, 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 that it's either her or myself that, that, that's going to eat it. So whether it's the last slice of pizza, the last slice of sushi, like it's something and I don't know how you were raised, but I was raised that if there's a last piece, you ask everyone else around you, hey, do you want, do you want this? Yeah. And so I did because, because I love her. I, I said every time, I'm like, babe, do you want this? Now, please know my intention in my heart. I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I'm being polite. I really, but it's not like, babe, do you want this? And I love my wife because she says, no, go ahead. You can have it, babe. I'm full. And I'm like, thank you. And I just, and that's how we've been doing it up until recently. We were at this sushi restaurant here in Roner Park. And uh, we ordered these pork, uh, these pork belly tacos. And it was like marinated pork belly in this uh, dumpling type uh, taco shell thing. And it's, I'm explaining it ridiculous, but it's amazing. And, and we're eating it. For some reason, they always give you an odd amount. 
And so we're eating it, and there's one left over. And these things are mighty good, everybody. <laughs> and I said, babe, do you want this? Again, I want it. She said, like almost as while well, I'm about to grab it because I know what she's going to say. She's like, yeah, I want it. I'm like, I was bummed. And she took it, and she's like, thank you, babe. And she's eating it, smiling. And I'm like rebuking the devil from me because I'm like all angry, you know, like. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, so frustrated because I was offering up something that I really wanted but I knew it was the right thing to do to give it up I knew it was the right thing to do let me say it this way to further our relationship now here's why I bring this up not for you to judge my wife but because <laughs> but but I tell you this because this is exactly what we see in the text that we just read in Genesis chapter 32. See, in Genesis chapter 32, this guy Jacob, he is so desperate for a touch of God that he's willing to give up. He's willing to, to disconnect from something that he really enjoys. Now, the scripture, the text says that he was willing to give up two things. He was, he was willing to disconnect. He was willing to give up his possessions and his loved ones. It says that, that he sent away his possessions. He sent away his loved ones so that he would be all alone to encounter God. Now, if I can re, rename possessions, and rename loved ones, I, I would rename it to this. He, he, he was willing to disconnect from the things that he desired, his loved ones, and the things that, he, that, that, that distracted him, his possessions. And I'll begin thinking about this as we kick off our 21 days of prayer and fasting today. Like, I begin to wonder if, if, if we're desperate enough to disconnect, to give up those, those things that we desire, those things that, that, we, um, that distract us so that we can have a touch of God in our life. Like, I, I wonder if we're desperate enough to disconnect from those things. Now, what we see as Jacob disconnects, or what we're going to see, as Jacob disconnects from desires, from distractions, there, there, there's a journey that he goes on. And, and for the next few moments, we're going to be looking at that journey because I think that journey is very applicable to you and to I because this, this journey, is, is there, there's something that, ha that takes place in Jacob's life during this journey that, that as we uncover... We can be excited that it happened, that, that if we are willing to disconnect, that it can happen in our lives as well. And so let's go on that journey together. So Jacob, he, he decides to disconnect himself, again, from his desires, from distractions. And he begins this journey. And he's all alone. And in the text that we read in, in Genesis chapter 32 says... Uh, Jacob's all alone, and out of nowhere, some random guy came along and started wrestling 
with Jacob. No, now uh, the, the, this, this, the first thing that happens, the first thing that, that, that Jacob encounters is this, discomfort. Discomfort. Now, I know some of you, you, you might be thinking right now, you're like, wait, hold on, time out, John. Like the whole reason why I'm willing to even consider participating in these 21 days of prayer and fasting is because I want to eliminate all discomfort from my life. Now, that's great, but can I submit to you this morning that not all discomfort is created equal. Not all discomfort is, is, is negative. In fact, there's negative discomfort, but then there's also necessary discomfort. See, there's negative discomfort, uh, and a great example for that is when my son had uh, the stomach bug uh, about earlier in June. The, he went, there was a discomfort that he had to go through that was negative. He hated it. Negative discomfort. But there's a, necess there's a necessary discomfort also. And, and, and so my son, he, he, would, he also started having like growing pains in his legs. And it was uncomfortable for him. But guess what? It was necessary. And so there, there's, there's uh, negative discomfort. But then there's also necessary discomfort. And the reason why I need necessary discomfort is because necessary discomfort combats comfortability. See, the best definition for discomfort is an absence of, of comfort. It's, it's to remove any comfort. Now, the natural predator to your, uh, to your desperation is comfortability. The, the, the natural predator to your desperation of wanting to pursue God with everything inside of you is comfortability. See, because comfortability, it chokes out any desire you have for change or growth. It, it strangles, it because it's, as long as I am comfortable, nothing changes. As long as I'm comfortable, nothing grows. And so, so, so I have to be willing and I have to be okay not to step into negative discomfort, but necessary discomfort in my life. And so Jacob, he, he went through this journey, and the first thing he encounters is, is amazing because it's, it's not something that prevents change, but rather it's something that challenges it. See, because it says that Jacob wrestled with God. Now, the first, uh, the first discomfort, there's two levels of discomfort that Jacob goes through. The first level of discomfort is this. I'm going to call it the level of wrestle, the level of wrestle. As I alluded to earlier, Jacob, he, he sends, he disconnects, he, send his, he sends his family and his possessions, his, his desires and, and his distractions. He sends them away. He's all alone. He's by himself. And all of a sudden, the random stranger who we later know is God comes and starts to wrestle with Jacob. And the wrestling, the, it's, 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 it's. The, the, the text is very clear that it is not a one-sided battle. The text is very clear that it was, they were wrestled. They wrestled. It was a back and forth. It was, it was, it was, I'm winning, you're winning. 
They were wrestling. And here's why I think this is so important. Because in our willingness to say, hey, I'm all by myself. God, I'm willing to disconnect from desires. I'm willing to disconnect from distraction. When you're all alone, God will begin to reveal things in your life that you may love, but he understands that it's not fruitful to your growth. And so he'll begin to show some things in your life where, where you're like, ah, you know? Like, he'll, he'll begin to reveal things in your life. He'll, be, he'll begin to shine light on areas that you thought were, were not even present. He'll start shining light on those things. And he'll start revealing things to you, habits to you that you enjoy but maybe are not fruitful to you. He, he'll begin to reveal relationships and friendships that you may hold close, but he's like, nah, it's not the best for you. And what I've discovered is that in these moments, when, when God begins to reveal things to you and to me, what I have discovered is that it's like a wrestling match. It's like a back and forth. God, God, God says, hey, you know that, that, that friendship that you have? not the best for you. They're bringing you down. And, and it's a wrestling match because I'm like, but I don't really think it is, God. Do you? <laughs> God, God is revealing himself and, he, and he's, he's like, hey, that relationship, it's not fruitful. She's bad for you. But she's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> And it's this wrestling match of going back and forth, back and forth. If I, could, if, I can, if I can say it this way, this level of discomfort, the level of wrestle is all about, if I can sum it in one word, it's all, it's, it's all about convicting. It's all about God revealing something to you in the moment that you're all alone, that you've decided to... to to just say, God, I'm so desperate for you. I'm disconnecting. And this level of discomfort, it's all about conviction. See, here's what I know about God. And, and we see it, in fact, in the story. It says that when they were wrestling, um, the God, God, he, he, he didn't, he, he realized that he could not overpower Jacob. It said that they wrestled all the way until dawn. He realized that he could not overpower Jacob. And he did something. Now, I want us to pause because I want us to really think about this. If, in fact, this man was God, which the text says it was, so I, I believe it 100%. Technically, technically, God can do whatever he wanted. So technically, this could have been a one-off fight. God could have showed up and been like, <laughs> and won. But he didn't. He allowed this, this struggling, this wrestling to take place. He, here's what I want you to understand about this. When God, like in this moment of, of, of discomfort, in the level of wrestle, how it's all about conviction, here's what I want you to, to understand. Is that God will convict you, but he will not force you. To follow through with that conviction. He, he allows you a little bit of free will. He, he allow, so, so God will be like, hey, that relationship is not good for you. 
Thanks, God. And then we move. So like he allows, he, he's not overpowering you. He gives you that opportunity to decide, to choose if you're going to follow through with what he says. So the first level of discomfort is the level of wrestle or the level of conviction because it's a little uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable when God begins to show us things that, that, that he wants us to remove from our life. And so, so there's that level, but then it doesn't just stop there. There's a, a second level of discomfort, and this level, I, I want to term it the level of dislocation. The level of dislocation. The level of dislocation. It says that, it says that uh, when God realized that he could not overpower Jacob, he touched Jacob's hip. And dislocated his head. So he, he, he wrestled until dawn. He realized Jacob was so desperate that, that he wasn't going to win. He, he went like, boop. And Jacob's dislocated his head. Now, I know what you're thinking. John, that's so negative. Like, that's not. How is that beneficial? And what I want to submit to you this morning is that the dislocation process is not negative, but it's beautiful. Because in verse 31 of Genesis chapter 32, it says that when Jacob left Peniel, the, the area, the place where he was wrestling with God, he left with a limp. Let, let, let me break it down a little more. He left the place with a physical limp. He left the place with, with a physical um, uh, thing where people can see something was different about Jacob. The same way that he came in was not the same way he left. And so if I can say it this way, if the first level of discomfort is all about conviction, then the second level, the, set le the, the level of dislocation, is all about change. See, if we're honest, a lot of us, we're willing to, to, we're willing to deal with this discomfort right here. We're, we're willing to stay in this, like this conviction level, but we never are willing to step into this level of change. Yeah. Got quiet. <laughs> like we're, we're, willing to, we're willing to just be like, okay, God, like it's uncomfortable with this convicting part, but like I'm cool if I just stay here. Maybe that's just me. But, but God is like, I want to bring you through a journey of discomfort, necessary discomfort, that where I'm not just convicting your heart and your spirit, but I'm actually allow, you're actually allowing me to change, to, 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 to change your heart, to actually follow through with the things that, that he is, he's working on our heart with. See, after these 21 days of prayer, I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that when I end these 21 days of prayer, that there's a noticeable limp in my step. Yeah. Like, I want to leave these 21 days of prayer, and I want people to be like, oh, he, he doesn't look the same. He looks different. I want to, like, talk different. I want to act different. I want to think different. I want to be a different dad. I want to be a different husband. I want to be a different pastor. I, I want there to be a noticeable difference in my life. But if that's the case, then I have to be willing to go through the discomfort. 
I have to be willing to go through the journey of conviction and then change. And the band can come up because we're going to wrap this up. And so this morning we're, we're, we're talking about the journey that you and I go through, the journey that Jacob went through when he was willing to disconnect, when he was willing to give up, when he, when he was willing to, to, to say, I, I, I'm, dis, I'm disconnecting from my desires, I'm disconnecting from my distractions because I'm so desperate for you, God. And so the journey, Jacob goes through discomfort. And then the second thing that Jacob goes through, and I love this, is a rebrand. Jacob goes through a rebranding process. Check this out. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 27. It says, the man asked him, so God asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you've struggled with God and with humans, and you've overcome. So Jacob, he's on this journey. He, he just wrestled until dawn, with, uh, with God and, and I, like I, I, I see it like as, as like God has Jacob in this headlock or excuse me Jacob has God in this headlock and, and God, realize, this, God realizes like he can't overpower him so he touches Jacob's hip Jacob's hip is dislocated God thinking okay surely this will end the match but the text says that, that he was still holding on Jacob was still holding on. And God was like, what are you doing? Stop. And Jacob said, I will not let go until you touch me. I will not let go until you bless me. I will not let go until there is a noticeable difference in my life. And I love the, the conversation between God and, and Jacob. Because God is like, okay, you want to be blessed, Jacob? You want me to do something in your life, Jacob? Well, if I'm going to do something in your life, I, I have to rebrand you. I, there, there has to be a rebranding that takes place. Like, like I got to change. I, I got to rebrand. And, and so what God did is he changed Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. He changed his name from Jacob to Israel because, check this out, the old name was not able to sustain the new thing that God wanted to do in his life. In fact, Jesus puts it this way. He says, you can't put new wine into old wineskin. That if I'm going to do something new in your life, then I then I need to change you from the inside out. If I am going to do something new in your life, then I have to rebrand who you are. And so I love this. I love this because, because what, what, what takes place next is, is so cool. 
he changed his name from Jacob to Israel. And what I find interesting is that the name Jacob means the one who follows. Comes from his birth when his twin brother came out first. It said that Jacob was like grasping at his heel. Like, I want to be first. So Jacob's name meant the one who follows. But God didn't call Jacob to be a follower. He called Jacob to be a leader. And so he changes, God changes Jacob's name from the one who follows, watch this, to Israel, the one who overcomes. God, God was like, hey, what I'm going to do in your life, it's going to be more than you just following, but it's going to have to be for you to be an overcomer. It's my, like, I got to change your name. I got to rebrand you because of what I want to do in your life. You're not just a follower anymore, Jacob. You're now Israel, the one who overcomes. When the enemy comes, you're an overcomer. When, when things come against you, you're an overcomer. I need to do something in your life, Jacob. And so he changes it from the one who follows to the one who overcomes. Now here's what's really cool, okay? Like the, I feel like I'm geeking out right now. This is really cool. The rebranding that God did in Jacob's life was, wasn't to affect what was just taking place at that moment, but it was generational. I'll say that again. The rebranding that God did in Jacob's life was not just for that moment, but it was that rebranding was necessary to affect generations to come. Here's why I think that's so phenomenal. Because today, on the map, you don't have the nation of Jacob. You have the nation of what? Israel. And so what God did in this moment is something that carried on over generation to generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. And what God wants to do in your life is he wants to rebrand you, not just for right now, but for generations to come. He wants to rebrand who you are so that it'll pay dividends for generations to come. And as I was putting this message together, I really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, there are people in the room, people online, who need to go through a rebranding process. Because there has been titles, there have been names that people have placed over your life that you began to believe that don't align with the purpose and calling that God has for your life. And so this morning in faith, God wants to rebrand your name. He wants to rebrand your title. He wants to rebrand those things that people have spoken over your life that you've begun to believe. He, he wants to rebrand you so that you can step into the fullness of what God has for your life. 
He's rebranding you. There's something that he wants to do inside of you. And I love the last part. It says that, uh, we alluded to this earlier, that he grabbed, that, 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 that Jacob had, the man had God and said, I will not let go. I will not let go until you bless me. My question to you this morning, do you have enough faith to journey through this process of discomfort, to journey through the process of rebrand? Do you have, do you, are you desperate enough to, 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 to keep moving, to keep pressing forward until God breaks through and does something in your life?